Welcome to the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tim Ayers. How do you survive the winter solstice? You go to the Three Foods Cafe and listen to poetry. With Jerry Martin and Joanna Reichold. With Xiao Wei Wu on bass. The Recession Winter Special on a cold Sunday night in December in the warmth of Three Foods Cafe. Thank you for coming out tonight. Um, and we're going to start early since the food ran out. I hope all of you got a little bit, at least a taste or two. Um, I am going to read a series of poems, and then uh, Shawi's going to come on with me, and we're going to do a uh, invocation to the dark time of the year, invoke that spirit of the dark, and the, the long pause in the year where we all have, a, you know, it's the hardest time. It's the hardest time physically and mentally, and we're all kind of waiting as the cusp turns over. I'm going to start with a poem for the moon, and this is actually for the dark part of the moon, and uh, it is, goes like this. Hey, old moon. We thought we knew what lonesome was. You and I thinking the only way to shine was to reflect the light from some other body. Cleave toward coal pit darkness, really let go. What is alone in us is alone in everyone, is just alone. I gather embers, let them simmer, make moon tea for two each morning till you see me. I don't know if you know about our lesser known residents of the redwoods, the little glowworms, right? I have a friend who gathers them while she's hiking at night and uses them for a lantern. Um, but they are all around my little cabin out in West Haven. And uh, I was thinking about them and seeing them all last year and learning about bioluminescence, which is how they shine. So this poem is called Bioluminescence. Hey, glowworm, teach me this kind of love you know. To shelter fallen stars in your own moist body. To shine from inside even with no one else around. To want life so much, you still tend its faint candle. Part two. Ocean, stars, midnight. This was written on New Year's last year. Everyone else kissing each other. But you, you're a poet, glowworm. You lie in the street crying kiss a few thousand stars, almost get run over. <laughs> All right. Okay, we've got two more until uh, Xiaowei gets to come up. And um, the other two poems, these next two poems are both inspired by the cedars and that's why I brought some of them in tonight. Um, the first one is inspired by um, the stories of the cedars of Lebanon, who some of you um, 
might be aware of that story, but there's very few left in the world and in Lebanon. And, and um, as we know, perhaps, as I've studied in the Old Testament, Yahweh comes and says that he's going to cut down all the groves of Asherah, that which are the, um, the goddess Asherah, which are the cedars of Lebanon. So it's an old story in the West. So this poem is not only for uh, some women I know who have recently left their partners, but also for all of Western civilization and our story. Yeah. Lebanon, even if you are that savior, I have left you. Even if you are that God. Your battle hymns, your trumpet songs, they are not mine, your curls of myrrh. And I am no angel nor mother to you now. I will sit in no pew and hear of you. I will go out to the cedars and sing to them. I will light candles in the grotto of their thighs. <clears throat> which begins uh, kind of the invocation of, so that one was Asherah, this one's called Isis for Christmas. <laughs> and we'll continue on with this theme when Shawe comes up, but it's Isis for Christmas. Until and not ever, oh, I'm going to give you a vocab word actually, which is sistrum, which a lot of people don't know. It was a... Um, a noisemaker that Isis held and um, <clears throat> whiffed back and forth, and it, it went on a long string. It was made out of wood and then leather straps, and it went on a string, and it made, um, like, they called it a bull, a bull roarer, and uh, it was to ward off greed. Isis for Christmas. Until and not evermore, they split you like Atoms like sexes, as if virgin whore, good, bad, merely. Their dual perversity cracking until Magdalena got stoned and all Mary's salt oceans got sweet. Still, you'll sew up the one we sunder, bring Horace his magic manhood back. Birth every new prophet till Mary's emerging, splitting, merging again. Tonight I saw you, Isis, swinging sistrums over all the western stars. Only, darling, I've got to let you know. All of this grew from just naming these. Our love of tall cedars, our fear of Salt seas. Okay, and we're going to get Shawi to come up. And uh, hopefully, we don't scare you guys. We're going to be doing a little screeching. We had to practice our screeching a couple days ago. Shawi said he always wanted to try screeching on the bass. Um, 
So, hi, Xiaowei. You guys know Xiaowei Wu? <laughs> and so this is for the dark of the year, the dark full ocean, the dark turn of the tide before the candle turns again, the light turns again. Let's celebrate what we've got and enjoy the darkness. And I'll read a poem first and then we'll start playing. Um, this one I wrote on the way to Alaska on the winter solstice, 2002. I was flying in a plane. Starts with a quote. There is in God, some say, a deep but dazzling darkness. That's Henry Vaughn. Flying into mother night, magna mater, mother matter, carbon's own. Black virgin, holy darkness, soil and soot, our patron saint. Lunar, lush, auroral, immoral, hellion, hag. Tonight on the plane, the young boy next to me reads porn. All those breasts he longs to suckle. I should perhaps just show him mine since living flesh wins the test every time. <laughs> the dark mother does he know would be his lover and this humankind, her tender line, so wants her bad. And this piece is called Ode for Mother Night, which is what the darkest day of the year was traditionally called in the European pagan tradition. And, <clears throat> okay, here we go. You ready? There's a soup being made, and who's gonna make it? Mother Night, she will. There's a Mother night she will. Not for any chance of coming light, but for mother night I sing. This dark o'clock we huddle together at the back of her cave. Stir the dream soups as one. Pause with the crust over our eyes. Sibbles with the sheets drawn over us. With the harvest in, the feasting done, the heartbeat of the earth just slowing down to a still, flat line. All of her creatures turning inward, left with nothing but themselves. Almost here now to the longest night of the year. We wait and wallow, re-paganize together for you, Mother Night, in the dirt of your fine darkness. For who here has not felt that intimate fear that this night would never again turn to sunshine? That this long pause of the dark o'clock 
would never again turn to solstice, much less spring. <laughs> and winter herself, dressed in black blood play satins, would shatter the clockworks with her coal. That she, having drug us by the scruff of our neck, down, down into her deepest dens, down even further, would actually do worse to us than give us our blankie and a thumb to suck some black long johns and a, some crafts to work on, a wood stove to sit by. Oh no, that she would wrap us instead her most terrible gift of all self-inspection, memory, her long time out turned backwards towards unfulfilled dreams. Or do we not hear the raven of her body pulling us closer, telling us it's okay once again to find comfort in the skins we thought we'd shed? In all our favorite and worst habits, our warm coat of junky comforts, telling us our real madness was ever to have been attached to summer and sunshine, good things, pretty things. She says, let the sea of darkness be your mother, your lover, your slogan, and your name. For unlike other gods who they rumor by stars soon may be born, she was never born and she will never die. On this coast, the First Nations people called this world renewal time. And in the Fertile Crescent, they called that roiling darkness Tiamat, the cosmic ocean of primordial goo, the sea monster in whose belly simmers the dark, undifferentiated soup. The belly of the whale that you too might get stuck in. Spit out if you're lucky as a prophet or a fool.
swimming on. She'll swim on, whether they call her Leviathan or Anarchy, Hecate or Keratwin, Frida or Hundun, or if Mephistopheles himself tries to summon her, saying that the struggle of light against her primal night will always fail. That struggle is going on right here around us tonight in this, in the zodiac, in the soil. So cuddle a bit closer, won't you, tonight? Be thankful you're here. Will the year turn over in bed and yawn? Will it rise from its dreams and awaken? Mother Night doesn't care. She'll have her day the shortest. In the Yule of the year, hers is the divining hour. What dreams may come upon her brow foretell the future of the year? Only by finding yourself at ease with the unknown, with the terrible size of what is most unwanted, will she spit you out on the year's other shore. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Without darkness, no light, no light bearer, no Lucifer. Without Lucifer, no child in a manger. Without destruction, no creation. Without the pausing, no beginning. So now, night rules. Partake. You've got no choice, she's had you and stirred you in to steep a while midst feared and foolish things. So just sleep in while Mother Night takes cities and smokestacks, strip malls, self-pity, and chops them up as the base of her brew. Her dark hours soup the birthplace of all that steals us back at death for new seasoning. She'll stir on while still we're steeped together here this three foods night, till perhaps it is only this queer long ode which brings us assuredly through to solstice and releases us from this or any other room alive, once again perhaps to feel the sun, to love the world her soup renews. Thank you, Charlie. Um, thank you all so much. Um, part of the part of the incentive for this reading was, um, it's, what a, it's a pain in the ass to put these things together. I really appreciate everybody. <laughs> helping out and getting the word out that it's happening and uh, actually making it happen. Uh, but it's, it's meant as a gift to the community. And, and the, poetry is, the poetry is kind of a spiritual recycling service. You know, it's like, that's, that's our job. Somebody has to take out this garbage you know, and do something with it. It's, it's, your, it's your beautiful garbage. Um, I'm going to start with a, a, a summer solstice poem. I, 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 I decided to read it, and then I realized, hey, this is the wrong solstice. 
But, you know, <laughs> this is, you know, this, this planet kind of wobbles around the sun so fast. I mean, as you get older, it seems faster and faster. It's like every 180 days, just as you're getting used to it, it goes whipped around and, and, and it, it drives everybody a little bit bonkers, you know, even very unstable planet. <laughs> this is called Long Bright Day, Short Dark Night in two parts, naturally. The other side of winter has a coldness of its own. The longest days have a darkness. The sacred spark is let blow off into air. The precious drops run into earth. A child lies alone in a darkened field, crying for its mother. There is music. She is dancing. Sky and earth regard each other across the fire. We are no closer. This year we are ready. Where the potatoes didn't come up, we will put in what we need for winter. Here we'll plant candles for light. Seed the cords of wood we'll want to burn. A row of tickets to go out on. A few drinks in town. Gas for the car, candy for the kids, hay for the horses, blankets to wrap the long nights away. The opposite of crazy is still crazy. Shaway <laughs> <laughs> makes everything I say sound like music. It's wonderful. <laughs> This yeah, piece. The guy, the guy, the guy bass. Yeah, that's the guy. Shao <laughs> Wei is the guy. This is through through the wind's eye. This is a this is for people whose summer work is still not done, and they're working their ass off in this cold. Um, this is about a winter construction project. It's for the workers, for anyone who still has a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's, and it's called Through the Wind's Eye um, because that's, that's one of my favorite word derivations where the word window really means wind's eye. That's how it began. Isn't that a, like Thoreau said, every word is old, just an old metaphor. Here I am at work stopping the wind again. It is a huge and hungry animal. It breathes hail and confusion. This house is in its way. Where the windows of the house will be, six mil plastic billows and snaps while I push one by cedar through the saw, ripping stock for sill, jam, stop and trim to hold a pane of glass against the wind. There are 23 windows in my mind all of them are open. It is December, the money almost gone, the house not done, emptiness to hold against hunger. Upstairs, John is mudding walls, Sharon's painting in the shed, Dave outside or under the house, Mike bringing lumber and coffee. People want a place to look out. 
eyes that are like their own eyes with their own piece of sky looking in. To watch it sweep in off the edges of the world up to the habitation of our naked lives and stop. It doesn't stop. The eye is a rough opening through which the storms of the world blow. Shorter days, winter wages, knots, the wind and howling dust. No one wants to see that we are alone against time and materials and hopeless odds. We gather around the stove, burn scraps, talk with our backs to the windows, make of ourselves a house of complaints, and when it is blown away, laugh and go back to it. Find the measure, make the line, push the work into the teeth of the wind. This is a poem for the management class. <laughs> the fuck-ups, right? <laughs> Including the politicians. Winter birds. Chickadee, warbler, wren. Tiny, less than a handful of volatile down. Sudden flights, obliquity and landing. Flit of wingtip, flutter of quick tail, hop, hope, bright eye. But in the capital, the starlings cry, energy, energy. <laughs> One of the things that happens, I mean, it, it isn't just, as, as Joanna's poem reminds us, it isn't just uh, light and dark. It's, it's the inner dark and lack of light that gets us, including, I mean, I don't know, I just got over a really bad cold. It went on forever. Well, it seemed like <laughs> I was complaining about it. <laughs> Marcia says, well, at your age, Jerry, I mean, what are you saying? No <laughs> <laughs> wonder I got well at all. <laughs> so anyway, you, you go down and you come back up, you know, or you go down and you, or you don't come back up. <laughs> new year, new fool. Someone called me away. Another called me back. Friends ask how I'm alive, where I've been. I don't tell them it's only the time of year. This going halfway to the country of the dead, a common errand given to fools in winter. No one really wants to know what it's like there or where the departed have actually gone or why they left or what they're doing now and are they happy and do they also dream of us in whatever is sleep to them? Even less do they care what's new on our side, 
what wars or loves are on or off again. Still, every year they send a fool of theirs to meet me. She is always lovely, also seems to be alive and well. We sit under a bare oak on a ridge between our worlds. In spite of the season, it's a fine day for a picnic. I eat my food, she eats hers. We say a few words, look into each other's eyes as fools will do. Drink from a spring that always flows there. Every year we fall in love, her with my world, me with hers. When we touch, our worlds know of it and call us back. We have to go. There are always tears. It's evening. Then the long, difficult journey back in the dark. It's the only time of year a fool can think. I make up all the things I'll say are answers to the questions I know people will ask. Did she have a name? Was it all a dream? Is it over? Or will it have another day? And will that day be longer now? Fools, they know I say yes to everything. <laughs> You've been listening to poets Jerry Martin, Joanna Reichold, and bassist Xiaowei Wu, recorded live at Three Foods Cafe in Arcata. Tune in to the next Mad River Anthology for part two. Special thanks to Thomas Dunklin Multimedia Productions for the fine recording. This is the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tamers. If you have any questions or comments about this program, please call our listener comment line at 826-6089. On our blog and online archive of past programs can be found at madriveranthology.wordpress.com. The show is also available in iTunes. The Mad River Anthology airs the second and fourth Sundays of the month at 10 p.m., and it's produced for KHSU, located at Humboldt State University in Arcata, California. 